have to excuse me today. My um, voice is a little bit on the, on the mend, so I haven't been well the last week. <clears throat> so I just, uh, if, some, if I make some funny sounds while I'm speaking to you, then you have to forgive me. Um, isn't that great that uh, Oscar prayed and, and he said, well, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He said, we have to trust in the Lord. And I thought, oh, isn't that something? It's exactly that. Um, do you want to, I just want to move this so I can actually move around a bit. Um, I have to uh, turn to Proverbs chapter 3 to find that. So if you're going to, let's do it. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3. But to begin with, I, I, um, is this on, Bennett? Can we got um, some, some, kind of, uh, some kind of image up there? Well, what I wanted to do, firstly, if you're taking notes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you 10 scriptures, and then you're gonna, uh, you can write just the heading down. But I wanted to read these. I have commanded you from Joshua 1.9, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will, go, will be with you wherever you go. And then the one that we're going to look at today, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him. He will make your path straight. Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be dismayed, for I'm your God. I will strengthen you, help you, and uphold you with my righteous right hand. I've told you these things we find in John 16:33, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him, for he cares for you. And Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Uh, Psalm 121, 1 and 2, I lift my eyes up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And Romans 15, 5 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And then lastly, I have John 14, 27. Peace I live with you. My peace I give you, I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. And Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said to them with men, this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Those are 10 scriptures just to encourage us, about encouraging us. And encouragement for the Christian is something that God as a parent, as a father, as a being that represents parents, we know that um, <clears throat> one of the most critical things that children need in life is to be encouraged. And therefore, God takes that very seriously too. And um, one thing that God does say, one thing that God says to every believer regardless of his circumstances, trust me, and... Well, I'm glad that it's said there regardless of his circumstances. Because that includes all of us. So now we're on a level playing field. No matter if you're a brand new Christian or you're a Christian that's been 30 years old in the faith or longer or you're, you know, 
whatever the circumstances, this applies, whether it's about, you know, there's so many things that each of us experience in life, but trust me. So trust is defined as to have confidence, faith, or hope in someone or something. An example of trust is believing that the sun will rise in the morning. I don't know about that. I, that to me, I thought, mm, look, trust, I don't have to worry and trust that the sun will rise in the morning. It's just part of life. It just happens. And it's the same thing that we don't have to, I don't have to trust God that he's going to make my heart beat. If he does, he does. If he doesn't, he doesn't. So, but we're talking about trusting God in, in, our, in this world today. Trust is something that, that is, well, firstly, you can't depend on yourself. And in this world today, we, we have, it's, trust has to be earned, and it's earned in a relationship. And it's basically in short supply. But Solomon, he was the famous um, king who wrote Proverbs. He knew that trust is exactly where we must start. So I wanted to read Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. My son, I'll read from the NI, New International Version. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you and bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. And trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. And my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. So it's in here, number one, you can't depend on you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. And once you face disappointments, you start believing that it only is up to you and you can only what you think you have to do or what you need to do or how you're going to handle the situation. All of a sudden, those are the things you start focusing your, your decisions on when you've had disappointments. But the life God's calling us to means that we actually have to unlearn that. And that's hard. Unlearning things are not that easy. Unlearning that we need to depend on God and rest on God's understanding. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his path, paths are beyond tracing out. I was reading where the word says that even if you're the wisest man in the world, you can't understand everything God's doing. Even if you say you are and that you do understand everything, it's, you're lying to yourself and to everybody else. God cannot be put in a box or understood completely. 
but sometimes trusting him completely can be tough. So you actually conscientiously have to lay aside your own plans and your own expectations and surrender to his. And if you don't feel like you can trust him like that, well, that's where the step number two comes in. Number, you have to cry out to God. Surrendering with our lips and thoughts, crying out to him and showing him that we're dependent on him. Uh, this, is a, this is my own quote. I'll share it with you. One of my greatest accomplishments as a man is being comfortable with crying and realizing the value of it. One of my greatest accomplishments as a man is being comfortable with crying and realizing the value of it. Have you ever been to that point where you are crying? David says in Psalms many times, I am weeping, crying, because if God doesn't help you in that particular situation you're crying about, then there's no other hope. There's no hope. Have you ever been there? And when you're there, this is where, where you realize the value of crying to God. And when you are crying, all you're crying is that God help us. God help me. Help us, Lord. And it's a great thing to do. Surrendering with your lips and your thoughts, it takes more than just a commitment. You need to consciously cry out to him and show him the dependence in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. And that's when we, we show him when we're leaving our troubles and our burdens, our dreams, everything in his capable hands. And if we promise is that if we reach out in prayer, that um, he's going to hear us every morning, noon, and night. Every morning and noon I cry out to distress. He hears my voice in Psalm 55, 17. So once you handed the keys to your life to him, you know that he's able to lead us, but in order for that to work, you need to do step number three. Run from evil. I love the word run. Because <laughs> this one time this guy was sitting there looking at temptation, and he's thinking, maybe I'll have enough power to overcome it. Maybe if I hang around a bit, it won't. I'll be able to rise above it. But that's not what the word says. That word run says get out as soon as possible. You don't, when temptation's in front of you, even, like, I'm even an extremist on this, so um, this is something personal I'll share with you, but if I, I really work hard, if I'm driving down the road and I see a woman that I think I might like to look at that, yeah, I really fight the spiritual forces and I look dead straight ahead on purpose. Because we don't fight against flesh and blood, we fight against spiritual powers that are in the heavens. The temptations. And we'll run from either. There's a lot of things that clutter up our relationships and we miss that God is the true source of our blessings. And it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. 
Don't be wise in your own eyes and shun evil. Persistently avoid and ignore and reject. Shun. That's what shun means. Persistently avoiding, ignoring, or rejecting. I know that we don't have a big problem with that, but temptation is out there for everybody. Flee the evil, 2 Timothy 2.22, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, and love, and peace, along with those who call out in the name of the Lord with a pure heart. It's not that easy, is it? Crying out, leaning on him. There's on, you know, but God says right there in 3.8, if you do it, what's the promise? God honors it. It's going to bring healing to your flesh, and refreshment to your bones. Isn't this amazing? He honors your commitment to, to what you're doing. God has never, ever let me down. In 35 years of being a Christian, God has never, ever let me down, and I know that he's big enough that he's not going to. And he's never going to do let anybody else down either. Anybody that calls on his name will bring health to you. So when you pursue him, you find life, abundant life. But you need to put God first. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all you produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Wow, this is a real strong one, isn't it? <laughs> Solomon, wow. It's easy to put yourself first. But here it's saying God has to be first. I like to reward myself when I do something good or I like to find blame when, I'm, you know, when I want somebody else to be blamed for my problems. That's called a me-centric type of lifestyle. But the word is teaching us here that you've got to have a God-centric lifestyle. And especially when it comes to money. Can you imagine Solomon had quite a bit of wealth? And I can tell you, Solomon, after I did a few calculations and looked at a few, some information, collected 22,000 kilograms of gold every year for 40 years. <laughs> this man knew about wealth and being rich. And he said, honor the Lord. So imagine... If you can trust God with your wealth, how much you're truly showing him that you're depending on him. Handing over the first part of your paycheck it takes a huge amount of faith. But that shows God that you're choosing now to live this God-centric lifestyle, not me-centric. And then you have to, the next thing you have to check yourself by God's word. Because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick, and who can understand it? And don't despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. And then I love this one. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Evaluating yourself, let's be honest, evaluating yourself, we go to great lengths to excuse ourselves and behavior and our actions and our sins. And that's why Jeremiah said there in 17 to 9 that it's, it's a wicked and deceitful heart that we have. But we need to know if we're going to flee, shun evil, and 
and trust in God, we need to know where we stand. And the only way you can really find out where you're at is to read the Word, because the Word will tell you the truth about yourself. And that's found, God is found in the Word too. And one of my recommendations that I've been telling some of the young people is I said, do you know who you are? And they said, no, young teenagers. And I said, well, you want to find yourself? You can find your identity in the Word of God. I said, take the next week and just pray every, time, every morning. Holy Spirit, lead me to my identity and who I am in Christ. And spend one week searching your identity, and I guarantee you that God's going to reveal to you the direction, the direction of your path that you should take in this point in your life right now. But that doesn't see that we're going to, basically it means, well, what about this? Sometimes it took something bad to make me realize I needed to change. And God uses the word sometimes. He'll let, like, something bad sometimes had to happen to me before I would admit I needed to change. And the more I read the Bible, the more likely that was happening. So the more I got the word in me, and that's why he says, I've hidden, I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So the word is alive and active and sharper than two, any, any two-edged sword. So it's a live thing in us. It reminds us. It reminds us that we need to change. And when a scripture is planted firmly in our hearts, God often uses that to deal with us. Number six, I have, there's only one more after this. Listen to the Holy Spirit. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Jesus promised. He promised us that we were going to get the Holy Spirit. He was going to give it to the church. That the Holy Spirit was going to be a spiritual counselor, a spiritual compass, like we've often said. He's a bit like a GPS, gets us on the right track. And just because I actually, let's take the analogy that I was going down the river in my canoe and I went off on a tributary somewhere and I got lost for eight years out there, instead of being on the main river where I was supposed to be, the Holy Spirit didn't lose sight of me. And he didn't lose sight of you, wherever you go. Say you went off somewhere and you're, you know, you didn't realize how far away from the river you actually got. The Holy Spirit is there all the time. And as we go through our day, the same Holy Spirit guides us. And we don't have to hope that we're getting it right. Because it says that it leads us in all truth. It's not a guessing game for him. That's why the trust thing all of a sudden activates. Where we go, well, the Holy Spirit is a genius. He's actually, the proper name for him is the paraclete. means he's the highest level of attorney in the heavens. 
He's expert at the language of heaven. He's expert at the protocol of the court of heaven. Because you know heaven's a big court. And God sits on the throne. But the Holy Spirit is there for you to direct you, to lead you so that you can access that area of life, with access the heavenly, the heavenly, um, the, it used to be in the temple where the priest had to go behind there, the Holy of Holies. But when Christ died, it says that the, the veil, the, the curtain was torn. And now you can go right in there. You don't have to go in there behind me or any other preacher or any other great evangelist. Everybody that believes in and has the blood of Christ can go straight into the Holy of Holies. And that's the Holy Spirit. It tells us that we're supposed to guard the great deposit, which is the, the truth, the life of Christ, with the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. And lastly, rest in God's love, for the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. And when we face a difficult world each day, sometimes you can wonder if God even cares. Does God even care and why are all these bad things happening to me? And where is God when I need him? But Solomon knew God never took a break. And the Lord is there. And when we understand that God is with us and he sticks with us through every challenge to shape us, that changes our whole perspective completely, flips it around. And at those moments, we realize that in that time of trusting, where I had to trust God because it was a really difficult time, that wasn't a disaster. That was a growing opportunity. That's what it is for a Christian. Don't, as a Christian, don't walk around thinking you're defeated because Jesus said, I've overcome the world. So you've got to take that promise. And remember this one. Jesus said, the wise man built his house upon the rock. Life is a long time if you live it. And the older you get, the more storms that come your way, the more you're going to be happy and thankful that you built your house on the rock. I've had many floods come in my backyard and often said I'm thankful that I built the foundation that I did. Otherwise, the house would float away and crumble. That's when our loving Father works on us and with us. And that's exactly why we can trust the Lord with all our heart, because he cares for us each day. Gives us every blessing in spiritual places and high places in heaven. Gives us what we need to thrive. Of course, it isn't easy. After Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, that you have to deny yourself and follow him. So trusting God takes a wholehearted commitment from early morning to nighttime. Consciously, but we are never alone in it. As he says there, and behold, I am with you always 
to the end of the age. Was at a uh, a meeting the other other week, and there was a lot of a lot of people there. And out of ten of them, the question was, "What's the biggest thing that you'd like to change with God?" And almost half of the people said, "I want to learn to trust Him more." Because God knows the world we live in. It's not. It's not promoting trust. It's actually promoting distrust. Who do you believe? Look, at even President Trump saying fake news. You don't know what to believe, who to believe. The Ancient of Days is still on the throne. He's still God. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever, he's the same. So he's worthy. He's big. He's loving. He's kind. He has the final say. And all you have to do is activate your belief and your trust. And honestly, if you look deeper, it, you know those involuntary functions I talked about? Like I don't have to ask. Trust that God has my heart beating? Well, you might. You can take it that deep with him. Take it to a deeper level with him. You know, every single thing, every single thing about you, the more you can commit, the more he's going to stretch you and the more you're going to grow. And as you grow through life, the more you'll be thankful that and sometimes in those cases, you did put your trust in him. Let's finish with prayer now. Thank you, Father, for your word. Uh, it's impossible to understand you, Father, and it's so good that that we know that we sing song, songs about how you you um, call the stars by name, and we know that we know that the stars come out of your mouth, and they you do call them by name, and you've numbered the hairs on our head, and gave us a certain amount of days to live. So currently, Father, there's a lot of things that are distracting us. We get distracted by the flesh. We get distracted by what we see, what we hear. But help us, Lord, to, to latch on to this, that you are the rock. You, we can trust you. And we do trust you. And you have never, ever throughout the centuries, even when we think about Daniel, we think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we think about the children of Israel, all Moses and all the prophets and Christ and all the disciples, Lord, and all the churches throughout the centuries that trusted you, you have never, ever once let anyone down. So we give you the thanks and the praise and the glory for that. And bless you in your name we pray. Amen.